Welcome to the Conscious Business Leader Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go. Right now, we have Lisa Woodruff with us of Organize 365. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm great, Gabby. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. So please tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, I am a middle-aged woman who lives in Cincinnati, Ohio, and middle age hit me like a freight train. And I found myself being completely unorganized, living a reactive life. And as I sorted out my own organization and got back to productivity and back in control of my life, I turned it into the Organized 365 brand where we have a podcast and a Mm. certification program and courses and things that help you do the same, like go from unorganized to organized and add more hours to your day so you can get out and do what you were uniquely created to do in the world. Okay. And is that as far as getting more organized, is it in the household, in the household as a career, what specifically are you helping them organize? Yes. So practically it is eliminating your to-do list with our Sunday basket. And then we go through your your whole house and we organize the physical space. Okay. And then I help you ditch the filing cabinet completely and just create four binders. And that's Mm -hmm. all the paper that you need in your house. And along the way, you get a lot of extra time. And I've had, I'm an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur. I've had many businesses and I can Mm -hmm. help you organize your work as well. But it all starts with the mindset. And mm-hmm. that really happens for free by listening to the, you know, almost 400 episodes that we have on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you just start to think about your time differently and start to think about your energy level differently. You start to think about your money differently. And you start to realize you're in control of a lot more than you thought you were. Mm-hmm. And especially during 2020 in the pandemic, where we're finding out all the things we're not in control of, right. there's a lot that you are in control of and it, it, it's all your mindset. Yeah, it starts with that. I can only yeah. imagine then. It's like you realize you have control and that's, that in itself is like a breath of fresh air. It's like, yes. okay, I can't control more. And so obviously you said it kind of comes from personal experience, but what made you focus on helping women be more organized? I get this so much. People mm-hmm. are like, you should have men in your mm-hmm. program. It is both men and women. You know, welcome to the 20th century, 21st <laughs> century that men are involved in the household. Yeah, uh, 110%. That's awesome. I'm a Gen Xer. I didn't get that uh, in the lottery. But <laughs> what I would say to that is how a household looks does not affect a man the way it affects a woman. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like women and men work. Men get, men need to work. Like it is part of their identity. Mm-hmm. A woman's house is part of her identity. Even if they, you know, take care of the space together or whatever, if the house is in disarray, the woman feels that emotionally. The man's like, whatever, we'll get to it another day. Or they yes. don't even see it. Mm-hmm. And so it is a mental, emotional thing for women. And the other thing is that we are doing so much stuff in our house that we do not need to do at all because it's what we saw modeled by our grandmothers and our mothers. And more more than that, what we see on TV, like how we see people doing house on TV, we then start doing that in our house. Like, I don't even know why. And nobody in our house cares. Mm -hmm. And if you stop doing it, no one notices. Like, Mm -hmm. I only do dishes three times a week. Do you know why? Why? No one else does them. Like, I have two Mm -hmm. grown children 
and a husband who all walk through the kitchen. If they really, really wanted the kitchen to be perfectly cleaned at all times, clean it. <laughs> right. And also they're not asking me to do them. They're not like, oh, the dish, mommy got to get down. Nobody's asking me to do, nobody cares. No one cares. And so do you think it's kind of a sort of situation where if you just leave things alone, it will kind of get solved itself in a way? Because like you said, the dishes were left there. So if you want to clean, it'll get cleaned. What would you say? Uh, I think that we make a to-do list Mm -hmm. that we think we need to accomplish as female heads of household that is unattainable. Mm -hmm. You're never going to get it done. So because it's never going to get done, you feel guilty if you're watching a Netflix show or you're reading a novel Mm -hmm. because there's an unfinished to-do list. Mm -hmm. And the more you can realize that the things on on that list should be much, much shorter and fewer or not even need to be done at all, Mm -hmm. then you'll actually get your list done and you'll be reading a book guilt-free. Yes. And so it's making that list less. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but there were a lot of things that happened in March and April when we were in quarantine mm-hmm. that we didn't get done. So I have somebody clean my house. I used to clean houses and now I have somebody clean my house. And seven weeks before we noticed the dust, it was seven weeks before the dust was visible. And then all of a sudden it was like, you could write your name on everything. <laughs> so if you're dusting every week, just to let you know, you could do it every six weeks and no one would notice. Notice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so would you say it starts with having to acknowledge the fact that you like said there are those gender norms from, you know, past generations and then television, media and everything before you can even make the step to become more organized and leave certain things off your checklist? I think that everything that has been preached to us for decluttering and organizing our house mm-hmm. is how to make the checklist prettier and cuter and mm-hmm. color coded mm-hmm. so that you can enjoy your to-do list. And what I want to say is get rid of it. Like, why do you even have one? Right. Like, how can you have as little to do at home as physically possible, Mm -hmm. both by changing your expectations of yourself, lowering your standards to a more realistic level, becoming a woman of excellence, not a perfectionist, two totally different things. Mm. I would much rather be a woman of excellence with a short to-do list reading a book than a perfectionist who's never going to be done with my to-do list and have no time to do what I was uniquely created to do. So it is that mental mindset. And I'm telling you, it's in your head. It is not in your spouse or your kids or your parents or your friends. None of them have that mental trash going on that you (laughs) have going on in your head about your house. Mm -hmm. And you think it looks great. (laughs) And so it's really our own expectations that is draining us. Yeah. For no reason. So could you give some examples of how, you know, you deal with energy management and things to keep yourself basically sane and just in taking care of yourself? Yes. So I am a morning person. I'm more of a morning person than an evening person. So I get all of my machines going first thing in the morning. So if I need to run a load of laundry, if I need to do the dishes, I'll do those and start the dishwasher first thing in the morning. And then when it's dinner time, I will change the laundry, finish and put it away. I want all of my chores done by seven o'clock at the latest. Like after seven o'clock, I'm like a baby. Like you can't put anything on my to-do list. I can't do it. Um, And then I also like the habit of getting up on Saturday morning and doing my chores, just like you do as a kid. Like, I don't know why we think when we become an adult, we don't have to do Saturday chores. Hello, (laughs) you have the whole house now. You used to only have a bedroom you had to do. Like, why did you give up that habit? That was a good one. Mm -hmm. And then being done by like noon on Saturday and have my whole weekend to myself versus trying to do a little bit here and there Mm -hmm. all weekend long. Right. You can look around and just feel accomplished. Like, okay, yeah. it's noon, it's Saturday, I have the entire weekend and my house looks great. Happy, yeah. happy life. And if you're an evening person, do that Friday night. Like Friday night is pizza mm-hmm. night and you're going to put on a movie and then at nine o'clock at night, you're going to start cleaning. I have a friend 
<laughs> she vacuums in the middle of the night. Apparently that doesn't wake up her five children. Um, yeah. She vacuums in the middle of the night. I'm like, whatever, like whatever you want. Whatever there are you. no rules. Okay. There are no rules. Why do we think there are rules? Who do we think's mm. checking? Mm. There are no yeah. rules. We give ourselves our own, like, yes. checkers, like Santa Claus. Like, right. Why are you doing checking that? The list. Mm. Why are you stressing yourself out? There are plenty of people who will stress you out about things that are probably important. This is not important. Mm-hmm. Don't add more to the plate. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so curious. I'm sure you've helped so many women to help, you know, get more organized and help that. What are your favorite client success stories? I'm very curious to see from night and day, I'm sure, of who you help. Oh my goodness. There, there are so many. I think that the thing that changes inside of people, um, I guess the story that is on my heart right now is two years ago, mm-hmm. we had someone email us and she said, my girls and I are sitting in the living room under the Christmas tree opening presents. And you should know that the year prior, we were sitting on my bed opening presents because that was the only place in our house that we did anything. We slept and we ate and we did everything on my bed because you couldn't even walk in our mm-hmm. house. Ooh. And just by listening to the podcast first and then doing a simple program that we have this 100 day program. It's not the program. I'm the program does work. It is through the podcast and through my words. I like shake women into reality of going, Hey, wake up. (laughs) Like you don't have this unending to-do list that your mom is checking at the end of the day. You are in control of your life. You're allowed to say no to things. You're allowed to relax your expectations. And also you are capable of living an organized life. Mm -hmm. And growing up, I always heard, I don't know what you heard, but I always heard you were either born organized or you weren't. And I was, I was like, thank goodness I got the lucky (laughs) card because those poor people who aren't organized. Well, as a teacher and a professional organizer, I realized that my clients were learning the skill of organization. Once I learned it was learnable, I was Mm. like, well, I'm a teacher. I will teach people. And what does a teacher do? A teacher inspires you to see more and do more than you thought you were capable of, just like a coach does. And then once you see these little tiny successes, like, oh my gosh, I went to the grocery store. I didn't forget anything. Or mm -hmm. I didn't dust for six weeks and, you know, everybody still lived in my house and no one noticed. Like, (laughs) what else can I trick my family into getting Mm -hmm. away with and not doing? And and then it starts to become a game and you gain your confidence through Mm -hmm. these little wins and you start to realize, well, I'll be darned. I can be an organized woman. I can Mm -hmm. be proactive. I can be in charge of my life. I can go start my own business, write a book. I can't tell you how many people have written books after doing this program because they're like, well, Lisa wrote a book, so maybe I can write a book. book. And they do. (laughs) It's awesome. Yes. You're inspiring so many people just by literally taking things off the checklist and not stressing yourself out. (laughs) Right. Exactly. What a win-win for you and your customers, clients, and anyone who listens to your podcast. Oh, it's awesome. Because as a teacher, the best thing for a teacher is to have a student succeed. Mm -hmm. Like that is the best. And we just have so many success stories. It's just awesome. That is. And so how do, you, do people kind of figure out what things they can remove off the checklist and some things they need to keep? Is it trial and error? What is, I guess, the, the secret to that? hundred. I love that you say trial and error. I love trial and error because <laughs> I, I am not a minimalist and mm-hmm. I'm not a maximalist. So okay. you can have what I call however many you want of your passion projects. So I love to learn. So I'm going to have a ton of books. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to have one bookshelf. I'm going to have bookshelves in multiple rooms because I love books. So whatever, if you're a cook, I am not 
but you can have a decked out kitchen plus a pantry plus all the pampered chef stuff that you want. Like you can have all the scrapbooking supplies if you're a scrapbooker. You could keep maximal amounts of those. Mm. And then you declutter areas that are not your passions. So those you let go of. And so exactly no two houses are going to be the same. No two people are going to be happy with the same amount of clutter or minimalism. Like I don't want a minimalistic life. I like to have stuff around me. Like yes, I love tchotchkes. <laughs> I like it. I have over a hundred physical scrapbooks. I don't like digital photos. I don't know what to tell you. It's weird, me. but it's my thing. And, and I think that so many of these declutterers and organizers or professional organizers have found a system that works for them. Mm-hmm. And then they think that that is the system. And that's mm-hmm. not true. The system is knowing what you want and being comfortable with what you want with the level of cleanliness. My level of cleanliness at my house may not be high enough for some people. Mm-hmm. I know it's not high enough for my sister-in-law, but <laughs> it's but it's okay for my husband. And he came from the same family. He's so fine good. with it. Mm-hmm. So being comfortable with your own standards of excellence and owning those and then giving yourself grace. Mm -hmm. We do not give ourselves enough grace. Like we're always like, it can be better. I can work harder. I can do more. I can not sleep. Like take a nap, give yourself grace, read the book. It's all going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Definitely took a nap right before this. I was like, I need to breathe. I could be doing all these other things. I'm like, just take a nap. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Not run yourself down. So I'm also curious as far as when you are in a relationship, whether that be marriage or not, how does that then work if you're also now trying to merge how two people see how to clean, how to be organized? How do you, what do you see for that? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and I, I uh, the Organize 365 podcast literally appeals to eight-year-olds to 80-year-olds. So we have all okay. the different generations mm-hmm. in there. So every generation views marriage and partnership differently mm-hmm. because of how it was modeled to them. Mm-hmm. And here is my standard reply to everyone. You are only in control of you. Okay. Period. I don't want you decluttering other people's stuff. Now, if you have children, you can work on your children's stuff, but you should never declutter your parents' stuff, your, your sibling's stuff, your spouse's stuff, your partner's stuff. You are only in control of you. And this is what happens 99 times out of 100. Mm-hmm. If you focus on you and getting your life organized and you become proactive, within a matter of 13 weeks, your family will come alongside you naturally. They will just naturally start organizing. They will follow your lead without you doing or saying anything as long as you just keep focusing on yourself. Wow. And so it's like like respecting those boundaries. You take care of yep. you. I'll take care of me. And yep. that's it. I never thought of it that way because I feel like, again, as a woman, you think, okay, I'm supposed to do things for me and I'm supposed to clean for you, the kids, the husband, whatever, wife. And it doesn't have to be that way. Well, 85% of the household is really under the female head of household's mm-hmm. domain. Mm. I mean, to be serious, my (laughs) husband has his area of the closet, the bathroom he uses most and the garage and that's it. Now he does, he's a minute, he is a minimalist. So Mm -hmm. some men do have more areas of the house, but for the most part, the women are making the buying decisions. We know that in most households. So you brought it in here, you organize it. Right. Especially all the decorations and everything. I didn't ask for it. So you clean it. (laughs) Right. So you've got plenty to focus. You can focus on your own stuff for like two years. If you get through all of that and the only thing that's left over is your spouses, then let's discuss that. And that's very rare. Okay. I love that. And so can be found at organized365.com. Are there any other platforms that people can go to learn about your business or just even learn about you? And of course, maybe even a guest on your podcast. 
Yeah. So we don't usually have guests on our podcast. We do feature um, success stories of our clients, Mm -hmm. but I do a solo podcast each week. I actually, as of 2021, we'll have four podcast episodes each week. So Monday is a book review. Wednesday is a client testimonial story of their transformation. Thursday is a throwback since we have 400 episodes. We (laughs) serve up the ones that are best for you. And then Friday is a new podcast episode. So if you like podcasts, the podcast is the place to start. It's Organized 365. And then you know, if that resonates with you, then you're going to like the Organized 365 Instagram, Facebook, community courses. Everything is Organized 365. I think people are going to just be so inspired just even having you on here and talking right now. It's like, I don't, I don't need to do all this. I, I yes. can imagine the people yes. who are feel relief even just from listening to this 15-minute podcast right now, this episode. Yeah. Gabby, thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. It's been so great. Lisa Woodruff, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit annasunchoy.com slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag Conscious Business Leader. Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? Because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at annasunchoi.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement.